another Apollo Papyrus podcast episode. I'm Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, my interview guest is a children's book author from Minnesota who has written two holiday hide-and-seek themed books and has a third children's book, this one from Pegasus Publishing, in the works. Her name is Julie Bomer, and here's my interview with Julie. Julie Bomer, welcome to Apollo Papyrus, and did I pronounce your name correctly? You did. Good job. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. My name is Julie Bomer, and I am a children's book author. I have three books on the market currently, Ten Little Pumpkins Hide and Seek and Santa's Reindeer Hide and Seek are on Amazon.com. And I have a new book releasing January 25th of 2024 called The Strange Thing Forest. That's coming out via Pegasus Publishers, and it should be in Barnes & Noble as well as Amazon. Now, with the without spoiling too much of your first two books, that's The Ten Little Pumpkins Hide and Seek and Santa's Reindeer Hide and Seek. What are those books about and what age group are they intended for? That um, age group is the zero to four early learners age group. Both of them are festive holiday books that teach children to count. They rhyme and the children have fun counting and rhyming in a game of hide and seek. So just like 10 Little Pumpkins Hide and Seek says, each page goes through one little pumpkin hiding from me. Do you see a pumpkin? Where could it be? It'll go through activities like that where you'll see pumpkins hiding. You'll find one pumpkin in the first page, two pumpkins on the next page. So it's just a fun, interactive, rhyming and counting book where children can see the number of pumpkins, see the word of the number, and then practice counting the pumpkins as well. Now, both of your first two books are picture books. Is that correct? Correct. And uh, who, who did you illustrate uh, each of the books or did you have a, an illustrator? Well, I illustrated with clip art. I always say not an illustrator because I think of illustrations as drawings, but I created the pictures, which I guess is a form of illustration. So I used clip art to create each illustration in each book. Each of the first two books, Pegasus Publishing will be illustrating with an illustrator who draws the pictures in the third book that's coming out. Okay, now what is the process of writing a picture book like for your first two books, since you did both the writing and the illustrations, for lack of a better term? Well, for me, I'm by default an author. The words come to me fairly easily. I like to create verbal stories with my own children first, and then I type it up after the story is verbally created. So once I get the words in place for me, then I need to go back and figure out what pictures will work with my words and make sure the book flows and then adjust accordingly, whether it be the words or the book, to make it flow together and come together as one. Now, uh, uh, how did your own children inspire you to become a children's book author? Well, we've been reading stories every night before bed for many years now. And after each story that we read, we turn the lights off for bedtime, at which time my kids will stay say, just one more story. 
And they'll ask me for another story. So I always say, okay, but this one is a listening story with your eyes closed. Well, I've run out of every story I can possibly remember from childhood. And after years and years of reading books, I've run out of stories. So I just started creating my own. And when the 10 Little Pumpkins came about, it was around Halloween time. Of course, Santa's Reindeer Hide and Seek came about around Christmas time or thinking about the holidays following Halloween. So that's really how those two books came about. Um, those two books, of course, like I said, are for early learners, early readers. The Strange Thing Forest was totally different. That came about out of one of my second graders' homework assignments. He had brought home a writing assignment where he talked about a forest smelling like dead fish. As soon as I read it smelled like dead fish, I thought, that's strange. So that night at bedtime, when he asked me for a new story, I was racking my brain to create something impromptu, and I remember that homework assignment. So I told him, okay, the story is called The Strange Thing Forest. Immediately, my second grader picked up on what I was doing and said, oh, you're just copying my homework. I said, no, no, no. My forest is much different than your forest. Why don't you listen to my story and all of the strange things that happen in my story and then tell me if you think I'm copying you. So then I was really put on the spot to be creative and come up with something out of the blue and something entertaining and engaging and intriguing that they would enjoy. So after I finished the story, there was silence. I thought my kids might be sleeping, and I asked if anybody was still awake, and they both said, yeah. And I said, well, what did you think of this story? My kindergartner said, I loved it. And I had never heard that reaction from him for any story I've ever read or told before. So I thought, you know, if he loves it, I bet other children will love it too. And then I asked my second grader, well, what did you think? And, you know, he's pretty cool these days, so... His responses usually are lame, boring, or good. And he said good, which is about the best response I could get out of him. Um, so I thought, all right, two thumbs up. I'm going to see see what happens with this story. And I typed it up, um, queried some agents and publishing companies, submitted my manuscript, and ended up um, signing a contract with Pegasus Publishers. And that book will be out January 25th now. Now, you mentioned... Uh... Uh, your uh, children's adventure book with Pegasus Publishing that's coming out on the 25th. Now, I don't know exactly when this uh, episode will be uploaded, but it'll probably be the 25th or a couple days after. So uh, your book will probably be out when this episode's uploaded. Uh, and uh, you've already mentioned uh, what your book will be about about and i understand it's intended for a little bit older age group yeah so like 10 little pumpkins and santa's reindeer hide and seek that's for early learners really the you know two to four even zero to six age group i would say if you're looking for something festive around the holidays the strange thing forest it's just a um storybook where strange things happen kid friendly strange of course and that's intended for the four to eight year old age group so a little bit older this one doesn't rhyme. It's not counting. There's really nothing educational in it. It's pure fun um, imagination. Just really, really creative and fun, fun things for kids to experience in their imagination. Now, uh, how, now, I, now, Pegasus seems like a pretty big deal in the children's uh, book 
uh, world to get a publishing deal with them. How did you get uh, uh, Pegasus to accept uh, accept uh, your upcoming book? Well, I'm not agent represented. So when I was searching for publishing companies to get my book out into the world, I had to submit to companies that were accepting unsolicited manuscripts. And what um, that means is, okay, I guess maybe I said that incorrectly. Basically, I looked for anyone who would accept a manuscript that was not agent represented. And this was one of the companies that would take a look at my writing. I did submit it to a dozen or so um, publishing companies. Um, two wrote back just saying it wasn't what they were looking for. One liked the story, but they weren't looking to publish something like this at that time. And then Pegasus Publishers came back with an offer that I accepted. Now, wh what uh, publishing company published your first two books? And was that an independent press, uh, a print-on-demand uh, platform, a hybrid publisher, small traditional or imprintable large traditional publisher? So the first two books, Ten Little Pumpkins, Hide and Seek, and Santa's Reindeer Hide and Seek, I published via Amazon KDP which is Amazon's self-publishing venue where the author does all of the work, the writing, the creating, the formatting. So I did the marketing. So I really did that all on my own. And that came about as I was waiting for this publishing company, Pegasus Publishers, to come out with The Strange Thing Forest. I was doing all kinds of research on different types of publishing, how to get other work out there. And I thought, you know, I'm going to work on a couple of holiday books in the meantime. Um, the advantage of self-publishing and publishing on your own is that you can get books published much faster. However, it's much more in-depth. All the work is done on your own. You have no support. You have nobody guiding you. Um, you really need to educate yourself on the entire process. So it was creative, but also brought out the um, publishing um, resources, I guess, and having to learn those and educate myself. So it was a very educational process and fun process. Um, Pegasus Publishers, I had signed the contract with them in 2022, and the book is now coming out in 2024. So the publishing process going through a company can be quite lengthy, which absolutely it'll be worth it in the sense that they have distribution channels, contracts with other bookstores, on uh, Amazon, you know, they're they're accessible in many venues. Whereas self-publishing, I'm doing everything on my own. If I want to get the book into bookstores, I need to go um, promote myself to bookstores, introduce myself, tell them about my book, ask them to carry my book. So it is a much more in-depth marketing and selling process from the self-publishing point of view. Now, as uh, the uh, market for children's books is... Uh... Uh, children who are not old enough to uh, uh, make uh, economic decisions like buying books on their own. What is your best advice for marketing children's books? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask for advice, but what I do is go into the local schools. I talk to the teachers who I personally know, and I'll go into their classrooms and I'll read to the kids. Um, and that way the kids are aware of the book. I like to donate books to the local school library so they can check it out and bring it home. That way the teachers are aware of it. The librarians are aware of it. Um, kids tell their parents about it. 
Um, so really, I'm just getting it out there on social media as well to parents. I know other parents who have children the same age as mine or anywhere from that, you know, zero to eight age group. Um, I've worked a few expos like around the holidays where I'm talking to parents and grandparents about gift ideas, you know, using Santa's reindeer hide and seek. The book and puzzle is a great gift idea. So really it's just putting it out there um, for parents, teachers, grandparents, and children to know about. Yeah, just know that the book exists and that it's an option out there and it's a fun read for them if they want to check it out. My final question, what is your favorite part about living in Minnesota? <laughs> the summers, absolutely. We have gorgeous weather in the summer, long days. The sun comes up at 6 a.m. It sets about 9.30 p.m. So just tons of daylight, um, the land of 10,000 lakes, um, being out in nature, hiking, just having a great time. I love the, the summer weather here in Minnesota. Julie, thank you for appearing on Apollo Papyrus. You were a wonderful guest. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been fun being a guest. It's vitally important for children to be able to read at a young age, and authors like Julie make that possible. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding you to write and read your passion. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe to the Apollo Papyrus YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash at Apollo Papyrus and the Apollo Papyrus Substack newsletter at apollopapyrus.substack.com. Y'all can visit the Apollo Papyrus website at camparinapollo.witsite.com forward slash Apollo Papyrus and follow Apollo Papyrus on threads, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Apollo Papyrus. Copy Copyright 2024, Aaron Apollo Camp, all rights reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.